This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. This is Bookmark. I'm Uma Paganampake Pagan, and I'm speaking today to photographer S.C. Shaker and writer Liu Sweat Fun. Shaker Swifan, thank you so much for coming on the show. The book is called Grit and Grace, and it is a monochrome Malaysia. But before we get into that, and before we get into, I guess, the inspirations, I've seen, I've seen the first two chapters. Am I right, Shaker? Yeah, yeah. And I think of myself as a kind of cynical fellow, and I had moments when I was almost moved to tears because I've never seen Malaysia like this. Oh, thank you. I mean, yeah, it, it, coming from you, it's uh... magnificent photos, and yeah, I think it's an important book because I think a lot of us are often trapped in our own little cocoons, and we don't leave Bangsa or Publica or PJ <laughs> or you know where we the places we right. live in, and I don't think we experience the grandeur of the country. And by looking at the grandeur of the country. I think it gives us a greater perspective on all of the things that we're often bothered about, you know, the politics and the right. bickering and all of that stuff. It really puts that into perspective. So, congratulations! First, thank of you all. so much. Thank you so much. Um, uh, couldn't have done it also without Sudfan here, and she did the amazing writing for the book, um, uh, and I think it really encapsulates what it is I felt. Uh, when I was taking those pictures, and I think those words are very powerful. Talk to me about why you decided to do this, because a lot of, you know, it's, it's a great little contrast, right? Because from the two chapters I've seen, you've contrasted magnificent landscapes of this country with really intimate scenes of people in coffee shops and close-up portraits of, uh, I guess, natives, if you will. Yeah, I think it's important to relate, to look at the landscapes and look at the people as being one. It is not two separate things. Yeah, visually it's different. But really, we are part of our landscapes. We are. We cannot be separated from it. So I think that's very important to understand. So when I photograph and I took on this project, for me the most important thing was to try and capture areas that Malaysians would not have ever seen, and I had to do it from a helicopter. We couldn't use drones because drones don't go high enough, and and the resolution of uh, these uh, drone cameras are not very good. For for the purposes that I needed it for, and so um, it was it was quite difficult to do. It was quite difficult to do. So going up and doing it was important, and I wanted Malaysians to see the country from above. It's something that ninety nine percent of the population would never have a chance to. Even if you are on a plane and you're flying, you, you'd never see it. You're on, if you're on a plane, you're too high up. We and, think of um, ourselves as a small country. And and it's really funny because when I look at these landscapes that you've taken, these mountain ranges, or even even these images of you know Penang from a different perspective, where the city is in the forefront and the bridge is so far away, because we're so used to seeing the tourist shots of just the bridge, right? right? It actually adds scope to this country. Right. I think that dimension is important to to present a different dimension. Uh, the way we see things is very important, and I think. I think more people should try and do this, and you don't have to be on a helicopter to do this. <laughs> I mean, uh, you can you can do so much of this work on land, and I think uh, cameras these days have become very they're very sophisticated and they're able to do so many things we couldn't do even ten years ago. 
these days you find photographers around, but they just need to have a focus and they need to know why they're taking pictures and there needs to be a purpose. Shekhar, do you remember the point at which you decided, hey, I want to do this. I want to get a, I want to get in a helicopter and I want to fly yes. around the country and take photos. Yes, I do. I was in Sarawak about four years ago. We were working, Sutvan and I were working on another book. Uh, it was called um, Raising Land, The Way of Life and Land in Sarawak. And uh, I happened to be on this helicopter looking at the country and I thought to myself, oh my God, you know, I'm so overwhelmed. I was so overwhelmed by it what I could see in the textures and um, the design. If you just look down at our rivers, the, the meandering rivers and those mountains, I thought, I've got to do this. I've got to show this. And I've never seen something like this done ever before. Not, not in Malaysia. Uh, there are some great works that have been done by Sebastian Salgado when he did this book, Genesis. Uh, which is really a very powerful book. It's also part of the. It's, it's also a book that I was very inspired by. So I thought, look, we, we should do something. Our country isn't very uh, large; it can be done, but then it's not very small either. So, <laughs> and flying from place to place was a, a very expensive uh, uh, endeavor that I had to foot. But uh, nevertheless, we are here today. It's it's done, and uh, it's going to be published soon. I know, I know. It, it's done. It's magnificent. You know, when I spoke to you guys about five years ago, I think I said something very similar to you, which was that the collaborative effort between a writer and a photographer is a very careful balance because, especially in a book that's about photos, the photos should be primary yes. and. I think you've always managed that balance well in the various projects that you've done because I've, I've 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 owned a couple of them and I've spoken to you about them before. So yet again, talk to me about the process because you guys have collaborated for such a long time. You must know each other well enough now. I mean, to <laughs> yes. be inside each other's minds. Yes, absolutely. I think so. Uh, I think it's a delicate balance. Uh, you know, as a writer, you look at things in a different way, and when Shaker and I walk into the same place. We look for different things. Of course. Yes. For him, it is a very immediate experience. He has to immediately capture an emotion. And I have to walk in and interview people, you know, and, and observe. <laughs> so then I have to relieve the experience when I'm writing again. So it's, it is a, usually a point of conflict between two of us, Sheikha and I. I have to admit that. But surely that point of conflict is what gives rise yes, to the best stuff. Indeed. Yes, I agree with you. So you have two people who who struggle with, you know, the supremacy of words and the supremacy of images. And you've got to put your ego aside because it's a photo yeah. book, right? Yes. And and you know, I have no real trouble with that. Because once you look at something and you feel the magnificence of it, you must understand your place within that context. And I readily look at the photographs and I'm awed by them because I understand how it feels. I went up on the helicopter too and I looked and I felt very moved by what I saw. So when I look at the book, I understand how Shekhar feels. And I think the words are not secondary, but they play a critical role in linking uh, people to the idea behind the book. Yes. No matter what it is, when you look at something, you have your own reaction. When you read something, you 
are able to bridge certain things. And I think that narrative is very important in framing the story that Shaker wants to tell as well. Indeed, I agree with you, simply because I'm biased as a writer. (laughs) (laughs) But also because I think when you look at the images, if you don't articulate something, then rivers and mountains meld together. So you need to put in words what Shaker feels uh, when looking at it. And I hope that I've done justice to his work. Oh, you have, surely have. Uh, yeah. But how do you guys work? I mean, uh, so... Well, Shaker, she's, I mean, she's in typing and I'm in KL. Yeah, so... <laughs> but is, it, is that a, a conscious decision as well where you go, okay, I'm not going to interfere. You write what you do. You take oh, yeah, your photos. Think, yeah, that's what happens. We, we do have discussions, discussions and we sit down and we talk about what it is that we are thinking about. And then she pretty much does her writing on her own with, uh, and I give her a bunch of pictures to look at and say, this is what it is. But after uh, the pictures, after I read her writing, I sometimes remove certain images and put in uh, fresh ones because I think it's very powerful because she's seen things that I've not. And yet I've captured it at some point. And I think, oh, this will be really nice for this. And this happened in that book as well. So it's that connection that's made it possible. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a real collaboration. Yeah. It yeah. is. Uh, you know, I mean, I begin by speaking about conflict, but I don't mean it in a negative way. So we learn from each other, you know. I think over the years, we've learned to speak to each other without tearing our hair out. <laughs> <laughs> but, you a know, in I early have. stages, <laughs> we did go through that process. But now we understand each other, you know, and we, more importantly, I think we respect each other's work. And that has allowed us to give space to an expression from different perspectives. And we try our very best. So when we started working together, I always think of the images and the words. It's like a window, you know. When you open one side, you look at the photographs, you see something. When you read the words, it should open the other side of the window. And hopefully the reader will have a view of things. And then maybe conjure some sort of feeling that we both had when we looked at the same thing. So I think we understand our place. And this book, I think it's Shaker's magnum opus. He has put so much of himself into it. And I give him that credit, really. So the words become very concise and hopefully precise in meaning so that it will give him the lift a little bit of lift to the entire process. Why, why grit and grace? Grit really represents conviction. It's not this or that. It is both. It's the same. It's grit for me was really uh, perseverance, conviction, hard work, and grace was doing it beautifully, having understanding, being thoughtful. And having finesse, so it's it's the same thing. But it was a, and this is what this book represents to me. You know, it it is a combination of all these different qualities that we all strive to have. Did we cover all of Malaysia, every state, every, every last state, inch, every inch? Wow, just about. Wow. I mean, I've enough material to do another fifteen books. <laughs> no, I really do. I, and 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 this one's not a small book. No, it's not. It's three hundred. 34 pages and it's huge it's um, and it, it weighs about four kilos so you're <laughs> gonna get a hernia carrying it but uh, you know sometimes 
certain books have to be big. Uh, the book contains about 15 gatefolds that open up four feet across. Wow. So you're able to see the expanse of the country uh, in, within, uh, you know, this page. No, you know, I, I applaud that because, as you know, I, I, I'm obsessed with my books. And I believe that books truly are a window into a lot of things. And I don't think we have enough of this in Malaysia. Sure, I'm positive it's going to be expensive. But at the same time, I think these books are essential because, you know, we see it all over the world, right? I mean, some magnificent uh, photo books and coffee table books and uh, books about maps and all of that stuff. And I think that kind of tactile experience is incredibly important when, 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 when dealing with a project of this scope and size. Right. I mean, you were telling me that sometimes you don't even have the right lens to capture the sheer magnificence of what you're seeing. Right. That's how it is. And sometimes you need to make these books really, really big, um, especially books that like, like this. But the other thing is uh, uh, what we're doing very specifically with this project is that we are doing an ebook. Now, this ebook is really important uh, because it is going to reach out to schools and students all over, and they'll be able to access this, this, this ebook, and it can be used as a teaching aid. To, to explore the country and it's it's very it's interactive uh, you have video content you've got sound and it's, it's really very interesting for a child it can be used from you know year 12 or something or you can start using it as a even at year 10 maybe mm-hmm. and this was possible because Kazana National came by and uh, uh, they offered to underwrite the cost of doing uh, the ebook because they have their own program with, within uh uh, they had their trust school program. Correct. I thought it would be a great platform to work with. And it's all over the country. They have eight zones all over. And I think being able to work within an organization that will take care of that, it'll really make it easier for this uh, book to go through uh, to all the schools. Yeah, and I think Kazana has enough of access, influence, power to actually push this out because it's an important work. I mean, all right. how often will kids get mm. to see this, right? If no. It, you know, never. it's... Yeah. Never. You're right. I mean, in all the years that I was in school, our geography books were so boring. boring. You know, there was nothing. <laughs> there were no pictures. And, you know, and if you wanted to look at something, there was no internet, of course, but you had to go to a library and mm. it was so lacking. Right? So, Shekhar, what was the driving decision behind going black and white? Okay. I've always found... Color to be a bit of a distraction. <laughs> you know, if you sometimes you you don't need the embellishment of color, you just need to, and and when you take the color out, you just see true form without any any, you know, you know this is red plastic bag sitting in the on a on a paddy field, and you know it's just. It's not supposed to be there. And it's really distracting. But, you know, I'm just, just a poor example. But um, uh, if you look at the country uh, in black and white, I think it's also got to do with the fact that we all need to be colorblind at some point. And I think that's one of the most compelling things about the photos that you've taken of our people. Uh, the intimate shots we see of people in coffee shops or of uh, Orang Asli, for example, you see the contours of their face rather than the color of their skin. Right, right. Right. And you see what's behind those eyes and you see those expressions. And you're right. Oftentimes, especially in the Malaysian context, yeah. with all of our social baggage, sometimes all we see is the, the colors. colors. Yeah. Right. 
So that's why it was called, the book was called uh, The Grandeur of Monochrome Malaysia and not The Grandeur of Malaysia in Monochrome. So I like that it. That was the difference. Very nice. Um, hey, you were telling me a story about shooting these from a helicopter and you took some orang asli up with yes, you? Yes, yes. Um, I was in Kelantan and I managed to convince um, a village headman, a Tamiya village headman uh, and one of his friends to go up with us. I just wanted to see, I wanted to see his expression. I mean, he's never left land. He's not even been in a car. He had little motorcycles that he goes around with. But So I thought, look, I will take them up just for about 15 minutes. We'll go around. And you should, should have seen his face, the expression, you know, he just couldn't believe that. He, said, he kept saying, this is my land, you know, my land. Hmm. Just, his eyes just lit up, you know. And there was a bit of fear. He, he was not, because, you see, when we were flying, when we were photographing, we normally take one door off the helicopter. That's right. Yeah, and then we are tethered in, you know, and all our equipment is tethered in so we don't fall out or, you know, it doesn't hit the tail rotors. Uh, but here he was sitting there and, and he was strapped into his seat and he was just amazed, so amazed at the land. He says, then he said to me, we have to look after this land. And he, and in, they, they didn't know this inherently. They've been saying this for years and years and years. And perhaps now with these pictures and, you know, our children can see these pictures, they will understand why it is so important to protect the land. Yeah, that's something we take for granted. Uh, go back to what I was saying earlier about just being stuck in our houses and in our cars or on our motorcycles. And we're so focused on what we need to do and where we need to go that we often don't spend enough time to take in the land. And then when we do have that time, we fly somewhere else on right, a holiday right, yes. and then completely ignore Malaysia. Right? Now we need to re revive this Chuti Chuti Malaysia. Thing. <laughs> I think it's really important and we should insist that nobody flies, you drive to where you want to go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sertran, talk to me about in, in all of your years collaborating and all of your years uh, writing together and working together, um, you mentioned this was Shaker's magnum opus, right? And this this feels yes. like, I mean, you've done, I guess, more focused projects, but the mm -hmm. scale of this, the fact that it is Malaysia, the mm. fact that it is 60 years of independence, yes. I mean, it carries a lot more weight, doesn't it? Oh, yes. No question. I mean, it comes at a, a good time, I suppose, you know. Uh, Actually, are, I think it's a time when all of us need reminding. To remind ourselves who we are and what our place is, uh, what the land means to us. Uh. And I think the book immediately takes us to a space where we, you know, ordinarily don't go. If you look at the pictures, it doesn't even look like the country we know. Uh. No! Uh, I, we are so, as you say... Even Penang are, was unrecognisable. Yeah, you know, so, I, I guarantee there's no Photoshop or anything. It's just <laughs> real, absolutely real images. Yeah. So, you know, by lifting people away from the ordinary, you give them a perspective. But this perspective is very important as we turn 60. I think we need to look at our land. We need to be reminded what we have and how wonderful we, we are gifted, you know, to be given such a space, uh, that reminder will help us maybe move forward as a people. Yeah, here's hoping. Yeah. Here's um, hoping, yeah. Shaker, uh, just one moment of geekiness. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what is the equipment? What are the cameras that oh, you use? Okay. I, I was, um, for this project, I had uh, some help from Fujifilm Malaysia. And they actually supplied some of the camera equipment 
that I used for the shoot. It's an amazing camera. It's a, I used a, a, a mirrorless camera and I also used uh, two mirrorless cameras. One is a standard 35mm format and the other was um, a medium, a medium format? format. So some of those really large uh, uh, landscape shots that go across four pages, those were shot with the uh, Fuji uh, GFX 50S. You know, it's a great camera. Wow. Uh, it was a great to. It was a great... Uh, and and Fuji was very supportive. You know, they always trying to help photographers. You know, come up with uh, uh, good images, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a magnificent book, Shaker, and uh, <laughs> more so in this age where it's the most photographed era of humanity's existence. Right. And I think sometimes we need reminding what good photographs are, not just, you know, not just pictures of my latte, for example. So, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, so, yes. So thank you very much for this. Thank um, you so much. Tell uh, people about the launch. I mean, there's, yeah, it's, it's going to be it's, on display, right? Right. It's on uh, in, uh, in just, just a few days. It's going to happen on the 16th. It's open from 10 a.m. To, to 8 p.m. every day. It's actually at the old OCBC building. Now, if, if your listeners will take down this address, it's www.scshaker, that's S-C-S-H-E-K-A-R dot com slash grit and grace. All right. And they can find all the information And you can there. find all the information there and it gives you a glimpse of what the book looks like uh, and how you can order the book if you want to. And you can buy it online directly. Yeah. Excellent, and we'll and you know, flow, and we'll ship it to you too because it's expensive to, <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's it will ship it to you. Post Malaysia, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those those postmen are going to get a hernia carrying it. So. Um, thanks again, guys, for coming and talking thanks to me so about much. the book. Uh, go check it out once again. It's www.scshaker.com/slash/grit-and-grace. You can find all the information uh, about the book there, and if you so please, you can also order it. But it's also going to be on display so you can see these photos the way they were meant to be seen huge uh, at Ruang which is the old OCBC building behind Central Market uh, that's where Urbanscapes usually takes place so you might be familiar with that uh, this has been Bookmark on BFM 89.9 Thank you for listening to this podcast to find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.